Hello everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Notes on Spiritual Warfare. In today's episode, I really wanted to come on here and just share some things that are on my heart. Um, It's also something that I really feel is on the heart of the Lord. I went before him in prayer and I asked him what I could say regarding this because I really want to be a person who speaks up and is an advocate for people who have been um, traumatized or have been through sexual abuse, particularly as a child. And I was kind of really triggered because I was watching a video on um, on social media, and I'll link that in the description. But it was about a story recently of a woman who was, uh, I guess her boyfriend was a follower of Kevin Samuels, I guess. And, um, but, you know, this guy turned out to be a, a child molester. You know, he raped the woman's daughter, got her pregnant when she was 13, and, um, you know, the girl, you know, really is an inspirational story today of, you know, just healing and pressing fo- forward through trauma and adversity. But, you know, again, watching video, I realized, you know, just how heavy that something like, you know, for a while, I really wanted to speak on this because, Um, I have a lot of friends and I do want to say this because one common narrative that I keep hearing about black women, quote unquote, and things being that are happening in a black community is often placed on as a burden on the shoulders of black women. And uh, particularly when it comes to not being able to protect their children from traumas such as sexual abuse and molestation. Now, first of all, I do want to say, guys, um, sexual abuse molestation is not something that's just rampant within the black community trust me on this and anyone who has educated themselves about this knows this this is a a a, a, you know desolate making trauma-based satanic spirit that goes wherever there is an open heart for it and that is in every community there are some communities where you You know, you'd be surprised how common it is for men to prey on children, okay, sexually. So I just want to say that first and foremost. And while um, it is, you know, so many of us within the black community have dealt with this trauma and tried to come forth and speak about it, both men and women, okay, because I have male and female friends who have you know, broken down in tears, you know, that I've cried with and who have shared their stories with me, you know, um, and I was just particularly, particularly awestruck by the men who, you know, who have endured such trauma and abuse, you know, telling their story about how they came forth and tried to tell someone and they weren't protected. In fact, they were looked down on, they were shunned, they were not believed. And so, I just want to, uh, and how that has affected them even today. You know, I have friends who say like they, you know, they don't even trust their husbands. You know, they they get just even if even though they know, you know, the guy that they're married to is not a bad guy. You know, they get apprehensive if you know that their husband seems to be in the room or off somewhere with their child too long or gone too long because of what they endured while they 
were growing up. And to just hear these stories is just so heartbreaking to me. And so I just wanted to, you know, point out that while this is something that, you know, a trauma that and many of us have endured, it's not just in our community. And um, it's not just something that should be placed as a burden on black mothers, because let me tell you, um, as a mother who was a teen mom, I was a teen mother. Um, I can tell you that my first boyfriend was, he was 33 and I was 16. Okay. And even before then, you know, there were people in my family, there were people who were around me. See, I grew up in an environment where I was, I was around a lot of wolves. So I was a sheep among a lot of wolves, you understand men and women. And so when I had my first child, when I was 15 years old, you know, I was raising my child in an environment among wolves. And a lot of these wolves are these perverse, satanic people walking around with these spirits of lust in them or on them. And who best to put those spirits on and to uh, come up against and offend in that way but a child or, you know, someone who is looked at, oh, you think you grown now, you know, they know that you're sexually active. So now these men think that they can come and take advantage of you or they think that they can come and, um, you know, release that perversion that is inside of them onto you, you know, because of you having a baby while you were young or, you know, it could be anything, you know, it could be anything just because you are vulnerable. You don't come from a good home. And so, you know, to say I say that because as I was growing up and then I had to look to a lot of these kind of people to lean on for help, you know what I mean? Because I didn't have a strong family um, sense of support, still don't. I never really had a, a strong sense of community around me. And so I've always just been used to just being a single person, you know, you know, with fatherless children who's out here unprotected trying to figure out the world, you understand? And so I might go to a wolf to babysit my child, you see? And you hear a lot of these stories about these women who are out here. They don't have because I'm going to tell you, when you don't have a strong sense of support, you know, when you don't have the things that you need in order to um, to successfully raise children, you know, we can't it. You're going to look to the sources that often present themselves and that are there that are acting really as predators who see you and your children as prey. Do you understand what I'm saying? So sometimes you might lean on somebody who you don't really trust with your child because if you don't go to work, you know what I mean? You, you, you're not going to be able to support your family. And then you're probably working a job nine times out of 10 where you're not being paid enough that's going to allow you to just work a little bit or, you know, work enough for your, you know, able to pay for your necessities while at the same time having enough to pay for a legitimate place for them to go where they will be safe and they're least, least likely or less likely to be, you know, subjected to some kind of harm or unsafe conditions while you are at work and they are being watched over. 
And so I'm just breaking this down to you because, again, a lot of the times the, the burden of the things that are happening like this to the children are placed on the mother. But if the mother is doing all that she can and the resources that are available to her so that she is not able to um, so that let me see so that she doesn't have to lean on. You know, essentially, like I say, I say wolves because these people, they, they come in sheep's clothing. They make it seem like, oh, you can call me anytime you need a babysitter, you know, but this might be a person who has an attraction or an affinity towards little boys. You see what I'm saying? So you, you just never know what, you know, when a woman is unprotected in this world, there are a lot, a lot of people, y'all. I could tell you so many stories, not just my own personal ones, but people that I know. There are a lot of people who are looking to be a prey. And sometimes, you know, when you grow up in certain environments, you can be knocked down in, in both your mental and your emotional and your spiritual that no matter what, you can't see any other way. You understand? If you are a sheep among wolves, no matter how natural it may be to you to be a sheep, if all you see is the environment of a wolf, the way of a wolf, the life of a wolf, when you reach out, it's a wolf that 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 you touch. And when you need somebody to come in and build you up, it's a wolf who is there. You understand? You don't know anything different. And some people cannot ever see beyond that. But what I want to say regarding that, because, you know, the Lord isn't doing a new thing. Hallelujah. And we are in a time where there are many things happening in the spirit. And um, as I have spoken on here before, the Lord's hand is moving, y'all. It is moving. He is doing something that is meant to be honored. He's always worthy of praise. But right now in this hour, he is speaking recompense. He is speaking healing. He is, he is coming to heal his people. You understand? You are his people. He's coming to heal. And that's what I want to leave you with on here today. That God is a God of healing. Jesus, was he was wounded so that you may be healed by his stripes that you may be healed. He became a curse so that you wouldn't have to live under one. Hallelujah. So it's in his name that on today, we're not going to talk about the past. We're not going to dwell on that which is old. We're just going to focus on the Lord doing a new thing, which is bringing healing and rejoicing and justice. He has not forgotten. Don't think that just because you went through that and because these people did it in secret. And there are things that people have done to you in secret. The same way they did it in secret. This guy who is a God of truth and righteousness, who loves justice and judgment, will bring it to open shame for everyone to know and to hear. It's got to be healed, y'all. And it can't be healed in darkness. He's going to bring it to the light so that it may be exposed. You understand? So we're going to focus on the new thing that the Lord is doing. And I'm just asking that even now. As I read this word and as I go into prayer, that you stand with me in prayer. And if you're a person who needs this healing, then I'm going to speak that to you in Jesus' name. And I'm going to speak it over you and your generations that come after you in your household and in your heart and in your spirit. May the, I'm speaking that the healing will be so 
complete and full in the wholeness of the Lord Jesus Christ, that if there is a wolf in your midst, if there is a wolf in your bed, if there is a wolf in, in the community of wolves around you, like it was for me, that the healing will be so great and so mighty in you that those wolves have no choice but to flee from you or it themselves turn and be healed in Jesus name. I want to read from Psalm 94 today, y'all. And it just goes this way. O oh Lord God, to whom vengeance belongs. O oh God, to whom vengeance belongs. Show yourself. Lift up yourself, you judge of the earth, and render a reward to the proud. Lord, how long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they utter and speak hard things, and all the workers of iniquity boast themselves? They break in pieces your people, O Lord, and afflict your heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger, and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, The Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Understand, you brutish among the people, and you fools, when will you be wise? He that planted the ear, shall he not hear? He that formed the eye, shall he not see? He that chastises the heathen, shall he not correct? He that teaches man knowledge, shall he not know? The Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are vanity. But blessed is the man whom you chasten, O Lord, and teaches him out of your law. You may, that you may give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. But judgment shall return unto righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers, or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would have almost dwelt in silence. When I said, My foot slips, your mercy, O Lord, held me up. And the multitude of my thoughts within me, your comforts delight my soul. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with you, who frames mischief by law? They gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous and condemn the innocent blood. But the Lord is my defense, and my God is the rock of my refuge. And he shall bring upon them their own iniquity, and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. Yes, the Lord our God shall cut them off. Friends, I just want to remind you, as I spoke about in the episode regarding Jezebel, that to murder, you know, the scripture talks about how... You know, th these people, you know, because remember, it's, it's not flesh and blood they were fighting against, guys, as they spoke about in Ephesians. It's not, it's not flesh and blood, but it's, it's these spirits that's coming and entering into people who are made of flesh and blood and ruling over them and, and operating them so that they put their hand to do such things as slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. And remember, murder doesn't necessarily have to be physically murder. But when someone offends you in such a way as to sexually molest you or sexually um, 
bring you trauma like that as a child, you know, abusing you doesn't necessarily have to be sexual as a child that can, that murders your spirit, that can murder your soul. And it lives with you and you can feel like these are, are wounds that can never be healed. These are the stories that I hear so often, you know, you grow up with it and it abides with you. But I rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ. Let it no more be that the spirit of trauma and of, of abuse and offense abide with you. But may it be bound to the name of Jesus Christ and cast out. And may the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of the Lord God of heaven take its place. When you slay the widow, you know, I know a lot of people... <clears throat> See, widow, yes, widow is to be understood as a woman without a husband or whose husband has died. But I dare say that today, in today's society, the widow is the single mother. It's the woman who doesn't have a covering. It's the woman who doesn't have a man to stand at her side. Because women who have hedges of protection, who have a covering, are more likely to, to be able to withstand the wolves who are waiting at the door to slay them. You understand? It doesn't always have to be slaying, actual physically killing you. It could be just mean, you know, in the spirit that you're brought low. You understand? When you are physically and mentally and emotionally brought low so that you're not able to rise above. And you continually become a prey to others who are like that spirit that came to slay you. But I rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ and may this word of the Lord God cover you and be a hedge of protection around you that I will be your husband, says the Lord God of hosts. That's what he said. He will be your husband and he will call you forth as a woman who was forgotten in her youth, as he said in Isaiah 54, and no longer will you remember your widowhood. In Jesus name, this is the healing that I'm speaking over you and your heart and your trauma and those memories and all the things that wake up with you in the morning and that go to bed with you at night. that keep you tossing and turning that make you fear every time your children are outside of your eyesight. In Jesus name, I speak it over you. I speak that covering over you and your children in your household. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I speak healing to the person who was listening to this on the other end of this right now. Lord God, I'm asking you to stand up for the help of those who have not been able to stand for themselves. Lord God of hosts, I'm asking that you heal those whose hearts are broken because you promised, Lord, that you are close to those who are of a, a contrite heart and a broken spirit. Lord Jesus, have mercy on your people, Lord. And I'm asking that you bring peace to all those who are within the sound of my voice, Lord, and who are dealing with tormenting spirits day and night from the trauma that was inflicted in them when they were innocent and when they were young. Even those who have been hurt by this in this way and offended in this way in their adulthood, Lord, I'm asking that you heal them now in your name, Jesus. Let your healing love come upon them, Lord God. May your peace be with them, Lord God, and abide with them. 
And I'm asking, Lord, that as you heal and bind up the breach of your people, that all those with ears to hear, Lord, and who are willing to give over the pain that is in them, the, the hurt that is in them, the fear that is in them, everything that came with them, when the one who touched them brought the offense and brought the unclean spirits, I'm asking, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that those things be bound. And the fruit of your Holy Spirit take the place in accordance to your holy and righteous judgment for each one of these, Lord. In Jesus' name. Friends, I thank you that if you stood with me in agreement with me, you know, Jesus Christ said, wherever there, you know, two saints who are praying, you know, wherever there are two touching and agreeing, that thing his Father would do. So we're asking these things in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm just want to encourage you that if you are still dealing with that trauma, you know, one of the number one ways you can know that you're still dealing with it is if at least once a day, you know, but oftentimes more, at least once a day, it comes to your mind. Something, you know, even if you feel like you've gotten over it, it, it pops up in your mind or you're triggered often from little things. You know, it could be the anxiety and the, the spirit of fear that was brought onto you. You know, being afraid to be in a, alone in a room or in a dark room. You understand? These are, thing, these are offenses and, and things that came upon you because the offenses that were done against you a lot of times when you're a child. But the Lord Jesus Christ, who was wounded so that you may be healed. Hallelujah. And who said, whomever the son says free is free indeed, said, the offenses must come. Yes, this is the world that we're living in because Satan is the God of this world. But woe unto those through whom the offense comes. Which means that God has not, he knows. He knows that the offense was carried out against you. It is not hidden from him. But in this hour where he is speaking recompense and when he is standing up and doing the fighting you don't have to do it anymore all of the things that you're doing to try to protect yourself from those who are who have hurt you and from imagined offenses that you feel may come if you don't keep those barriers up give them over to the lord god the all the things that you do that tire even you in your mind and in your spirit Give it over to the Lord God. Let him heal it. Because he's doing a new thing. And on today he had me come on here because he wants you to be a part of it. He doesn't want you to miss it. Because of the fear of the old things. That have been planted in you and have grown with you. We're in a new time. And the Lord is, is, he's fighting now. He's fighting now. The warnings have been sent out. But now he's fighting. Let him fight for you. And that is my prayer for you on today. Friends, I thank you for listening to me. Um, I ask that if this is something that resonated with you, that you 
you know, give a like to this on whatever platform you're able to, if you're able to do that, or, you know, just download this and share it with for some, share it with someone for whom you care. And if this is you, then, you know, listen to this as many times as you need to. But most importantly, go before the Lord. Let him heal you. Stop. You don't have to fight for yourself right now. Not with this. You got to let it be healed so that you can come back more whole for the fight of the things that are to come. You understand? For the fight that's necessary, that's going to be uh, coming upon your generations. You know, the fight that's going to be facing your children. You got to get healed. So that you can be equipped with all the things that you need to pass on to them. So that they can be equipped with all the things that they need. You got to get healed so that you can be strong enough in your spirit to sit your daughter down and say, Hey baby, listen, this is what your mama went through. And I'm going to tell you right now, if anybody else does this, this, and this, you understand? You let me know. I'm going to stand with you. But as long as it's not healed, you can't even think about it or talk about it without coming into yourself. What good does it do your daughter for you to just keep them locked away, hoping that it never comes to them? Because they got to go out into the world sometime, right? You got to prepare them to go out there. And you can't do that. When you are speak, when you when you can't stand up and face the pain that you've dealt with, you gotta let it get healed. Okay, you gotta let it get healed, however that may look to you, but you bring it to the Lord. Let Him heal it. Stop, stop holding that in. Let Him heal it, and that's what I'm praying for you that you that you don't have that every time it takes away your peace and your rest. That you just give it over to him instead and ask him to give you his joy in return. His healing in return. <sighs> Friends, that's all I have for you on today. And Lord willing, I'll talk to you in the next one.